Welcome to the media ministry of Crossroads Church Aspen. To learn more about Crossroads, visit our website at ccaspen.com. We hope you enjoyed this message by Pastor Steve Woodrow. All right. Good morning, everyone. And hopefully some of you are trying to watch at the 830. We uh, are back here live. I think we're back. We got all of our tech stuff figured out. And, and again, if you missed the, uh, the 830, um, this, and, and for, for those of you who know, this, this obviously will be put out there in the archives so that people can watch later this week. She'll be out there tomorrow, Tuesday. That's right. You know, because hopefully you enjoyed that Matthew West video. is awesome. And obviously Derek and Mike's encouragement about the Daily Audio Bible, which is great stuff. Brian, what do you got for us? Yeah. Uh, so just a friendly reminder that uh, we are here broadcasting because we, we want to in- interact with you. We want to bring the gospel to you, but we also want to hear from you. Uh, so if we can, if you can chime in, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we have a, a phone number for you to text in questions, comments, uh, prayer requests, and anything like that. The phone number is... Are you ready? 970-717-0087. And in case you forget, it's actually in the description of this video right now. Uh, And also what's on the way to the phone number when you're scrolling down is that big red subscribe button. If it's still red, that means you need to click it to subscribe. Uh, We uh, we only ask that because there's some features that YouTube uh, only allows us to do once we have a certain amount of subscribers. So if you can go ahead and do that, it'd actually do us a big favor to continue to broadcast for you guys. Um, yeah. It's great. Give us that number again. 970? Uh, 970-717-0087. 0087. That's right. And we actually... And it's open all week, right? It's open I mean, all week. Just 24-7 to send uh, your stuff in. Absolutely. That's yeah. great. And uh, we're going to be... We want to hear from you yes. these coming weeks. Yes, we are going to do something different after we got a couple more weeks in the, in the book of Jonah, and then we're going to transition to a new series. We're going to try something called the People's Series. That's your series, and so we want to hear from you. We already have a few things in from even our kind of wild uh, 8.30 service, but uh, please let us know. Send to that number, text to that number, or you can just email me directly, steve at ccaspen.com, or just call Mady at the church, whatever, but we want to hear from you. We're going to put together there are eight to ten of kind of the, the top, shall we say, uh, ideas, and uh, we're going to, on Sunday mornings, we're going to hit that series, the People Series. It's your series, what you want to hear about, especially during this time, just what you want to hear about through uh, from the scriptures and everything. So again, 717-970-0087. All right. Anything uh, else you got? You got yeah, a prayer we, request? We actually had a prayer request come in uh, that... You know, we are definitely praying for everyone in this time, but we had a specific one that we want to lift up. Um, Carrie Taylor is working today at UVA Medical Center in the Special Pathogens Unit, which is literally the front lines uh, yeah, for coronavirus. Front line. So we want to just pray for supernatural divine protection over her and all the medical staff on the front lines, and also for grace and mercy over the patients. Why don't you lead us? Yes, this might please. Be great. <clears throat> oh, Heavenly Father God, uh, we're grateful Grateful to be here, grateful to be able to worship you. Um, Lord, we're grateful that we get to, to uh, gather as a church body even across the world. Uh, but Lord, right now we, we specifically lift up Carrie Taylor and, and her medical staff as they are uh, fighting the front lines. Yes. Lord, we thank you for uh, their service, that, um, that they're just trusting in you to keep them safe. Lord, we pray for protection over them. Pray for your grace and mercy over them. Pray for just powerful movement from you through them this morning. Pray. 
pray this in Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. 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 Thanks, Brian. Please send your prayer requests in. We'd love to pray with you and for you uh, during this time as well. And, uh, and again, obviously, throughout the whole week uh, as well. If you've been with us, um, obviously, last week was Easter, so we did an Easter message focused on that. We're back to Jonah. As I said, we probably have two, two more weeks maybe with Jonah, and then we'll get into the People series. But um, this morning, we're going to be in Jonah, looking at verse, uh, chapter 3, verses 20, excuse me, chapter 3, verses 10 through chapter 4, verse 4, uh, this morning, if you want to find your way to, to Jonah. And I'm going to talk this morning about this big issue, trusting God's love and his judgment. Is I think we all struggle with this inside our hearts, this idea of we lean into God's love, his grace, but when it comes to his judgment, we shy away and obviously, we live in a time today where, boy, that it's, we don't hear much about things like his wrath, his judgment, his justice, the justice of God. And what we'll see in the scripture today is that, boy, it is critical that we lay hold of, of, of both of these. We learn to trust in his love and at the same time, his justice, his judgment. If not, then we're going to see this morning where we, we fall into some serious errors when it comes to understanding the word of God, understanding the very heart of God himself and understand his purposes in this world and, and to uh, what expect. So I think we all can relate to that. I know inside my heart, you know, Brian, I think there's, there's often times that just kind of seems almost like a, a battle sometimes between really leaning into his love and, and his justice. And, and I think we, we struggle with receiving his love sometimes, but also we struggle with understanding his purposes, his ways, his judgment sometimes, or his discipline in our lives. All this is, in, is worked together. And for us to, to really grow and to hear from God in a powerful way, we need to grow in our trust. This whole series we've been looking in Jonah is trusting God, learning to trust him. And this was Jonah's. We're going to see this was Jonah's main issue inside his heart is he had a wrong, and this is, he's a prophet of God. He, he's well skilled in, in the word of God, but he had a wrong understanding of this blend of the love of God and the justice of a God, and it created in him, as we're going to see, some real big issues that put him at odds with God, and we see at the end of Jonah is, is God's holding out. Jonah, what are you going to do? Jonah, why are you angry? Why do you, why do you think you're justified in holding that position? And inside Jonah's heart, there was this wrong understanding of the love of God, right, and the justice of God. So as we get in this morning, I want to throw out this big question and I don't know if I have it on the screen, um, but let me, uh, let me read this for us. Jesus has, through the cross and the resurrection, provided everything needed to solve every human problem and world problem. Let me read that again. I want you to think about that as we talk this morning. Jesus, through his work on, on the cross, his burial, his resurrection, he's provided the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, through that work has provided everything needed to solve every human problem and world problem. It's a big statement. And so I want us this morning to respond to that, understand that uh, that requires, though, a response on our part uh, back to what we talked about a couple weeks ago uh, in this response to what God has done, that this HPST, which under humility, prayer, seeking God's face, Right, in turning from our ways back to God, is God is looking for our response, right, to His Word, and so to to see this this solution that I, I want to just exalt the cross of Christ. We're going to move that direction uh, this morning, but to really for us to really recognize, wow, what did Jesus really accomplish 
for me personally, but also for the entire world. And what we can see is that he's provided there a solution, right? A, a, he's provided the way um, that uh, everything that's needed for any problem we're dealing with or the world, the, the solution is found in Christ. And he will accomplish all of this in the end. But now, the resource we have is, is phenomenal. And this begins, though, at the core of my heart, being willing to trust God at his word and trust him at his love, that he's loving, he's got goodness for us, and that we trust him with his judgment as well. So if you um, have your Bibles, I know I want you to stay in Jonah. I'm going to read for us, though, the, the passage that Matthew read, the, the awesome song that he wrote back to John Chapter 16, verses 32 through 33. I want to begin with those um, at, before we jump to Jonah this morning. But Jesus says this, because the disciples find themselves in this real confusing time, very uncertain times. And he says this, this is, toward, this is somewhere between the Garden of Gethsemane, right before he was arrested, where he's te- doing this teaching. He says, behold, the hour is coming. Indeed, it has come when you will be scattered each to his own home and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. Uh, I think we can somewhat relate to that being scattered to our own homes, as Matthew is saying. But here, check this out. Jesus says this, I have said these things to you, that in, me, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. Take heart, for I've overcome the world. And Matthew, Matthew mentioned that that Greek word for take heart, when Jesus says take heart, he means take courage, church. He said, be bold, church. Be confident, church, in what I've done, Jesus is saying. He is saying, basically, trust in my love. Trust in my grace. Trust in my judgment. I have overcome the world. Again, I've done everything needed through the cross and the resurrection. Everything needed to solve every human problem and world problem. Anything any of us personally are dealing with, and even on a larger scale, I have... um, overcome the world. And so I think it's an incredible passage to encourage us this morning with this idea of just take heart. And what that means when Jesus says, take heart, church, right? Take courage, be confident in what I've done on on the cross. Trust me, learn to trust in my love and also to trust in my judgment and understanding the fullness of that. So if you'll turn with me to Joan, or you might already be there. Little background again for us. Jonah's one of the minor prophets. God had given Jonah this incredible message to take a message to the city of Nineveh. And it was a strong message. It was a message of, of destruction if they would not turn. It was a message of God's wrath is upon you if you do not turn and, and follow him. And uh, Jonah did not obey that call. He went off on a ship towards Tarshish, running from God, which we've talked about. Uh, God sent forth the, the, the storm to get Jonah's attention. Jonah goes overboard. Jonah gets eaten by the fish. He comes to some level of repentance with his heart and understanding God. But we'll see, even in his prayer, which we find in chapter two, um, that towards the end of it, we still see some some issues in his heart of self-righteousness, of not fully trusting God's love and his judgment, understanding those. God. Jonah had a real clear understanding in his mind, God to be just, that God needed to bring judgment on Nineveh, not his grace and his love. And we'll see here in just a minute, we do just the opposite today, oftentimes in our understanding, right, of God. And so that's the background. And he comes in, and, and once he spit out, God comes a second time to him to get back on what God had called him to. 
And Jonah goes, and he gives this message, goes through Nineveh, and basically says, in 40 days, Nineveh um, shall be overthrown unless you repent. And amazingly, the city repents. And not just the city, but the king himself in revival hits this town of Nineveh. But we find Jonah angry with that response. And this is where we pick up in verse 10 of chapter 3. When God saw what they did, the king and all the people of Nineveh, that they turned to repented before. And, and, and the king even, if you read up above this, he, he asked the people to turn from their evil ways and from their violence. And there was, there was reform, there was practical restoration taking place in Nineveh. And when God saw that they did that, how they turned from their evil way, God relented of the disaster that he said he would do to them, and he did not do it. Amazing. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly. And he was angry, and he prayed to the Lord and said, Oh, Lord, is not this what I said when I was yet in my country? That is why I made haste to flee to Tarshish, for I knew that you are a gracious God, merciful, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love, and relenting from disaster. Uh, Jonah's quoting from Exodus there. And therefore now, O Lord, please take my life from me. Jonah is in a, a messed up place with God. He's angry with God. It's because inside his own heart, he's, he's, there's this contradiction between the love of God, the justice of God, and, and God is operating outside of how Jonah thinks he should operate. It says the Lord, verse four says, says to Jonah, do you do well to be angry? Jonah, who, who are you? Who are you to, to try to justify your, your actions here? Who are you to question God Almighty on, on what he's doing? Jonah, God says to him, are, are you, what, what do you have to justify your anger in this situation? And we'll journey through the rest of the book where God drills in even more deeply into that issue with Jonah. But what I want us to see is a couple things this morning for us to look at, to learn from Jonah, to really expose in our own hearts. Boy, this, this lack of trusting God when tough times hit, whether it's trusting that he really loves us, has good things for us, or really trusting in his discipline, in his, his judgment. And we live in a culture today, right, that is very rarely do we hear about the wrath of God, the judgment of God. Matter of fact, even some churches, even some believers today, they think, oh, that was the God of the Old Testament, or that, that's, that's not of God any longer, those characteristics. And, and the reality is we have a gospel that's been, that has a deficit. Uh, as we're so weighted on the love and mercy and grace side of things, we've missed the balance and just as important aspect that God is just, he's holy. And God is not a God of wrath. Wrath is his judgment. This is a part of his holiness because he's a holy God is that God must, just like a judge here on earth, right? A judge here on earth to be a good judge. He can't just un, not punish a, a wrong do, or, or something that is, is done wrong. And God even more so, he's holy and glorious and everything inside him um, is, is against and opposed to sin and, and to things that are morally in conflict with his own character because he's perfect, he's holy. And so wrath, the wrath of God is, is this coming upon, it's his judgment on something that is unholy. And as we see here with Nineveh, in God's mind, in his time, we don't know why, but the evil of Nineveh had risen to heaven and it was time to bring about um, the wrath of God, his judgment in that situation. But we see the love and mercy of great God here because he calls out one of his prophets to go and bring a message to them that they might turn because in, in uh, 1 Timothy chapter 2, we know God's heart. He's a God of love and he's a God that desires all to come to know him and he's patient. I think we all can 
um, boy, if we're humble enough before God that we realize just how patient God is with us and has been with us in our lives. I know in my own life, I look back and I think of, of boy, some of my, my uh, clenched fist kind of arguments with God and it's just how, how gracious, how patient God has been with me through times and we see this in, throughout the entire world but there is a time there is a time for discipline. There is a time for judgment uh, that is coming, but, but God desires, and this is why St. Jonah was that, oh, that the people may turn, right, and, and receive his mercy and receive his grace. But to understand all of this and to rest and to truly experience the peace of God is that we must learn to trust in not just his love and his goodness, but also in his holiness and also in his judgment. And so this is the first point I want us just to look at, is when we trust in both, we learn to trust in God's love and his judgment, is that we experience the peace of God in the midst of, of, of radical chaos. And we see this peace when revival hits, no matter what, whether it's a personal revival or a church revival or a city community revival or a large-scale national revival is the peace of God enters and, uh, and anxiety falls away. Uh, and we see... Um, here, you got some? Yeah. Uh, we had someone t- chime in um, a little while ago and just said, um, you know, the reminder that we need to trust God in those judgment times, but um, brought up that they've been feeling uh, hurt recently. How would you uh, explain how to find that peace or how to find that trust um, for those who have have been hurt either by a yeah. local church body or, you know, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we all have those hurts. We all have those things that just don't make sense. And, and the greatest temptation any of us will experience is the temptation, down at the very core of the temptation and the hurt is, this, is the temptation to not trust God. It is to blame God like Jonah was doing, is to get angry with God. Those are the things, that's where... Uh, th- that's the most important issue for us is, is to really wrestle with, wow, where is my heart with God? Am I trusting him in these uncertain times when things don't make sense, in the midst of hurt, in the midst of, of some bad circumstance right, that's happened? A- am I trusting him? And uh, that leads right into what I want to talk about with these three things, that if I'm not experiencing the peace of God, the genuine peace of God in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the uncertainty, in the midst of the, of the hurt in all that is, is that there, it is impossible to, to rest in the peace of God if I'm not trusting fully in who he is and everything that he has in his word for me is that peace is absolutely a necessity. As we're going back to John 16, 33, Jesus says, um, in me, if you're in me, if you're abiding in me, I give you peace. In this world, you're going to have tribulation. There's going to be hurt. There's going to be trauma. There's going to be all kinds of issues. And we may never, might never know why those certain things happen. But there has to be this level of trust in God's justice. Um, and, and I think his, his judgment is one, just like we'll see with Jonah, where we have deeply hurt and we're, we're wrestling with where is justice in this. And, and this is when we have to trust God. If not, then we can get a stronghold in our life of, of like Jonah, right, that, that moves us away from God and outside his path for us and moves us honestly to a place of despair, which, um, which we're going to, to see here. All the big questions we have, in other words, like the, the questions like, uh, boy, yeah, um, if God's really a loving God, why, why so much evil in the world? Um, all of those questions, however you want to spin those questions that we all have, 
when it comes to struggling with why certain things happen, why so much evil, why the coronavirus, why, why this pandemic in the world, and why all the fighting and, and continued uh, trauma right in the world. If God was loving, why would he allow all this to go on? Um, all of those questions, however many of them we come up with, are tied to this issue of am I at a place of trusting God, that he's loving and that he's just, and trusting in his timing and his judgment for these things, and trusting in his heart, back to 1 Timothy 2, he desires all men and women to come to faith in him and trust him. And uh, to understand, that is why he withholds his, his, his hand of judgment. Just like we see his grace in sending Jonah to, to, to wicked Nineveh, in, in this stage, he, he's giving time He's giving patience so that we would turn to him, that we would come to him because when his judgment comes, it's, it's final. And every bit of sin, every bit of disobedience, every bit of unholiness that's not covered by the blood of Jesus uh, is, is judged. And uh, we, we must hold on to his and trust him for his timing and all of that and his love in the sense he's patient, he's desiring, right, for his people to wake up. Right, and to, to step into a relationship with him and trust him in, in all of those, those areas. So the next thing we see here is, is that the issue of peace. We see the peace come on Nineveh. This is crazy in the sense that the peace of God comes on the, this wicked king and on this entire city, this wicked city. We see reform. We see God relenting, holding back what he was going to do because of the humility and repentance of, of the people of, of Nineveh. But well, what do we find Jonah? We find Jonah just the opposite, the prophet of God, the one who was called to bring the message. We see him angry. You see him pouting. We see him desiring and completely out of fellowship with God here, completely on a different uh, plane, right, from God to the point where God is, and he's in despair. He's asking God to take his life. He's, he's at a low here because he's not trusting in the love and in the, the judgment of God. He has his own mind made up, and this lead, lends to this next thing that happens if we, if we and this, there's a trajectory here, when we're not at peace with God, is that we start to um, mishandle the word of God. And this is what Jonah did. He took, I believe it's Exodus 34, where he quotes back to God the, his own uh, uh, scripture, but he misuses what Jonah's trying to hold before God is God. I knew that you were a, a God that is going to relent and not do what you need to do, which is you need to bring justice on Nineveh. You need to judge this city. They are evil. They are our enemy. That's what you need to do. And Jonah's saying, look, I just knew. I just knew that you uh, were, were this weak God, not a just God, and you're just going to love and have mercy on everybody. This is the place that Jonah found himself. And it, it was led him deeper and deeper in despair, uh, away from God, away from the peace of God. And it caused him to mishandle the word of God. If we're not trusting in both the love of God and the, the justice of God, it will lead us to a place of misusing, misinterpreting, misunderstanding. We will not have peace with God when we read the word of God. And this is exactly where Jonah was. He was using the word of God to, to accomplish his own agenda. When we read the word of God, 
is the word of God, it, it, it should convict us. It should leave us in a place of wanting more. It should leave us in a place of how much we desperately need the grace of God, the love of God. Um, it, it shouldn't just be this pickup, I, I need to feel good. Yes, that's definitely part of it, but there's a lot more, more than, than likely our time in the word of God is to show us, convict us, and to show us the glory of God and to show us things we don't understand so that we can press in and depend, right, on God more. And, and a huge temptation here is mishandling the word of God. And that leads us down a really wrong path um, because it messes up our fellowship and our ability to write here and understand the word of God. Got something? Right? Yeah, we had a question come in uh, and they're just struggling with the difference between justice and judgment. Can you elaborate more on the difference? Between yeah, that's fantastic. Thanks for that question. Yeah, I'm throwing all these words, wrath, justice, judgment into this category of who God is. Um, the justice of God is he's just. That, that he's a just God. In other words, um, he says, leave. He says to us, is we're to leave justice to him. We're not to take vengeance or anything. He is the just judge. And in his perfect timing, right, he is going to carry that out. Uh, and this is where, where Jonah was at. He could not trust God's justice, his, his timing on when he was going to uh, bring about that, that judgment. Judgment is the carrying out of God's justice. God is just, he's a just judge, and he's bringing about in his time judgment upon certain situations. So his judgment on Nineveh was carried out, but he had his grace and mercy brought Jonah with a message that hopefully they would turn uh, and heed the message of God in that. The wrath of God is the pouring out of God's judgment in light of the holiness of God, something that is not holy, something that... Um, uh, it, it goes against the character, the purity of, of God's character. Um, it, it is the wrath of God that will come upon that um, at a certain time, unless it is covered, unless it is forgiven. And this, again, is the glory of the cross of Jesus, what he has done for us individually and for anyone that desires and understands the magnitude of that. So I hope that, that kind of helps in here. The next thing that happens once Jonah mishandled the word of God, he goes even deeper into our heart of if we're not trusting, right, both the love of God and, and, and the justice, judgment of God. In other words, not trusting the fullness of who God is as he's revealed in the scriptures. That's all the scriptures, Old Testament and New Testament, is it lends us to start this process where we can subtly start creating God in our own image. And this is where we're at today, right? In our culture today is everyone is just p picks a little of this, a little of that, a little of this scripture, a little of that scripture, right? To say, well, I like those, that aspect, but I'm not gonna to take hold of that. And that not only is a mishandling of the word of God, but it goes even deeper into uh, forming in me this, cr I'm creating, this is what Jonah did. He created in his mind an idea of who God is and what God should do with the Ninevites. And it put him at odds, radical odds with God. And we're gonna come to the end of the book. We don't know what God, what Jonah does, but what we do know is God is asking, just like Jonah, God is asking and waiting on each of us to respond to him. God is asking each of us to respond to his revelation, to his word, to the cross, to what Jesus has said. He's waiting on our response. 
And that response needs to be one of trusting in the fullness of how God uh, presents himself, not just his love and his mercy and his forgiveness, but his judgment, right? That he is just and his timing is perfect and we might not understand it, but that we must trust in that and not like shy away from it, right? And not create some kind of different image of God than what is defined, right, in the scripture itself for us. Yeah, we actually had a comment come in about that and it just said that God is using everything in this fallen world to draw people back to himself, which I thought was kind of spot on. We actually had a question come in. uh, You're talking about God's been the same Old Testament, New Testament. Uh, So this question comes in and asks, you know, this seems to be Old Testament God is judgment and love and New Testament God is truth and grace and there's some kind of balance. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You you kind of mentioned that God has been the same from beginning to end. How do you... It's great. So, and this is, this can be kind of complex stuff. This is why it's so important for us to get a handle on this today. Because again, as I said, we, we would, most people would be shocked if they realized how much of the Bible, old and new, is dealing with the judgment and wrath of God. Because we just don't hear about it anymore. And that's why, honestly, it, it, it's caused these other things. I said, the mishandling of Scripture and, and this process, in, even in the Christian church, of kind of creating God in our, our, on our own image. God hasn't changed from the Old Testament to the His character, Jesus said, I'm the same yesterday, yesterday, and forever. God's character never changes. How he operates, in other words, the, the, in, throughout the history in different times, is in different ways. The Old Testament, he primarily was trying to reach the world through Israel, the chosen nation Israel, was his uh, chosen nation to get the light out. Well, we know, if you read the Old, Old Testament, right, that Israel kind of messed that up. They didn't get that. Coming into the New Testament is that God's promised Messiah, the one that would come and that would, uh, in his own promise to us, was that not just so we can, you know, the Old Testament shows us that no one just by an exterior law can please God, can be holy. We need God to do something on the inside of us, a holy new work. This is why Jesus came. Moses came with the law in the Old Testament. And that message for God to Israel and to the entire world was that justification, being right with God, it's by faith. It's by relationship. It's by trusting God's love and grace, mercy and judgment. It doesn't come by being religious, by being obedient to the law. It is from the, in the Old Testament and the New Testament, faith under salvation, it comes by faith, by trusting God in what he's doing. And Jesus comes in the fulfillment of that with his grace and truth, right, in the New Testament. Uh, all right, to carry that out, as we said earlier, is, man, every, what he accomplished on the cross for us in his resurrection, because of that, is that um, every, every problem in the world is that he's made it possible for, the, for those to be solved, right? Especially because he's defeated the power of sin and the power of, of death itself. Um, so, so we see this, this illustration from Jonah that to learn from. We see what a desperate place he is when we start this process of questioning God, right? Not trusting in him, even when we don't understand him is it can, it can really harden our heart into a place that where we start mishandling, start mis, uh, um, even closed off to really hear the word of God and move us to a place of creating God in our, in our own image um, itself, where, where God wants us is in this place of, of trust. Uh, and this is why we have, one of the, reasons, the main reasons God uses suffering in the entire world is to show us, it's like a wake-up call, right, to come back to him, to trust him, and to understand, right, his timing uh, for us. The last thing here, and this brings us back to uh, the passage in John 16, is trusting 
in both God's love and judgment is necessary in our understanding and our experience of salvation itself is that to trust him for both these things, it is necessary right, for us to understand the fullness of salvation, of what God has, has done for us. And the only way we can truly understand the love of God and the justice of God, let's put those two together, is the cross itself. Because at the cross is not only did God pour out his forgiveness, his mercy, his grace on the cross, his, uh, this favor upon us that we did not deserve, but he did something so much more profound there um, that, that uh, allowed all that to happen. This is where the justice of God comes in, is that on the cross, Jesus took my punishment. He took my judgment on the cross. He took the wrath that was due my unholiness, my sin, he covered it with his blood right there on the cross, and he did it for all of the people in the world. He did that for anyone that would come by faith and receive that gift. Is the problem of justice was taken care of at the cross as God so loved the world, he gave Jesus right, to whoever would believe him, in him, would uh, not perish. And, and John 3, 16, he says, would not perish. It means there is a consequence to not receiving the forgiveness of God. And, and this is, again, something that we just, we kind of don't go there today. We don't understand that. And, and it leaves us in a deficit in our relationship with God. It opens up, again, our hearts. This just not quite questioning or just not wanting to go there when it comes to this wrath issue. It has all kinds of, of, uh, of terrible side effects. And again, we can see them in Jonah getting to a place of despair, with God because he wasn't willing to trust God's judgment, to trust his timing, to trust his grace. And Jonah's understanding was that God was, he, he, he expected God to, to bring judgment regardless upon Nineveh. Our problem today is just the opposite. Our primary problem today is, is that we, we expect God's grace without his judgment. Our expectation today is, is so much more about the grace and love of God and, 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 that, and, and putting aside, right, understanding and trusting in his, in his judgment. And this is where we have to understand the cross. What the magnitude of what Christ did for us is that when he said it is finished, is in that moment of darkness uh, when he hung on the cross, that God thrust upon him the wrath of God, the just judgment that was due me, was due you, and everyone else in the world because of our running from God, because of our sin, is that God covered it once and for all. And that should answer once and for all the question. If anybody questions, well, will God, can God forgive me? Will God forgive me? The answer has already been, been answered by God, by the cross, is yes, and he has, and it's available, right, for us to trust him and to step into that relationship. So I, I think we can learn from uh, a lot here from Jonah to, to make sure we're not in that place of Jonah was not experiencing the peace of God. He had a, a formed in his mind a, an avenue of who God was that, that wasn't his. And, and uh, that anxiety, that, that place of unrest, it, it, it led him then to mishandle the word of God. And I just ask you out there this morning is, is are you handling accurately the word of God? Is there some passages in it that you know that what you're doing right now in life is contrary to what God says? What, I, what I'm trying to tell you is that, that is not going to go well. You, it will lead you ultimately to a place of despair in your relationship if you are well aware of certain things that you're doing in your life that are contrary to what God's word says. I plead with you. 
right? To, to run towards the mercy and forgiveness of God is to get right, embrace and trust those areas uh, in, in your life that you know that you're at odds with in the scripture. This is how we're to read the Bible is always with humility, always with God. Please, is, is there something that I need to get right here, God, with you in, in this area? And then the next thing is, have we created God in our own image? Are we out there talking about God and only studying and, and looking at certain, maybe just the love and grace aspects of God? Or do we, are, are we in reading the totality of the Bible? Do we understand the fullness and the glory of God that he's inexhaustible in his glory and his greatness? And are we learning really what the justice of God is all about? How important it is to understand that at the cross to see what he's done for us as a just judge and his incredible forgiveness for us. So I, I plead with you this, this morning to really uh, take this to heart when it comes to this uh, understanding of what Jesus has, has really done for us and, uh, and the importance of trusting not just in the love and grace of God, but also in his justice, in his timing of, of, what, of making things right, right in our lives. So let me just go back to this, to what we begin with. Jesus has, through the cross and the resurrection, provided everything needed to solve every human problem. He's provided everything. And do we believe that in our lives? Whatever issue we're dealing with right now, there's a lot, plenty of issues to go around, right, of uh, uh, problems, right, in the world. Do we, do we really believe? Is that the kind of faith and, and trust that we believe in that, God, because Jesus of what you've done on that cross, all things, the scripture says, are possible, all things are possible. And do I live that way and, 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 and trust him with his timing and trust him with his promises? And if there's an issue that we individually are looking at is I hope you're encouraged to realize this, that what Jesus has done, everything is possible. No matter what the problem is, Jesus has provided everything needed uh, there for us to bring solution to that problem, to bring peace right in, into our life. It requires on our part faith. It requires on our part to step forward and to, uh, to trust him in his love and his goodness as well as in his justice and in understanding that he is going to make things right. He's going to make all things beautiful again. And that part of that process is that he's a God of justice. So I hope that encourages you this morning. Brian, any other prayer requests or comments this morning? Yeah, we have uh, one more prayer request and then a comment about that. So we got a prayer request in from, let me find it because we have... Uh, Lisa Newton from North Carolina. Uh, she's also a nurse, and you know, just wants you know, obviously yeah. for us to lift her up, but also um, just anyone who's kind of encountering COVID nineteen and yeah. working those front lines. Yeah. Um, and also wanted to give a reminder that our ministry team has a midweek prayer uh, right. live event. Thank you. Um, Six p.m. Wednesdays. That it's on Facebook. So if you're not on our Facebook, um, they stream live on Wednesdays, six p.m. And kind of yeah. go through prayer as a ministry yeah. team. So. Yeah, we kicked that off last week. It was awesome. Yeah. Brian and Becca kicking that off in the, our ministry team. Uh, I encourage you to tune in. 6 p.m. Mountain Time. It'll be live on our Facebook, Crossroads Church Aspen Facebook uh, um, page. Um, it's a lot of fun. In, and, uh, and just a powerful time, too. People are putting in their prayer requests and uh, praying for each other. We need that, especially you know, during this time. So let me just close our time in prayer out by going back to this, this passage that uh, obviously um, Matthew sung about in John 16, uh, 33. Jesus says, I've said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart, take courage, be bold, be certain right, that um, 
I've overcome the world, Jesus says. Jesus has overcome the world. He did that through the cross and through his resurrection. What Jesus is basically saying here in John 16, 13 is trust me. Trust me in my love for you. Trust me in the justice of God for this world and the tribulations and everything that's happening in this world, all the problems in the world. And I think, trust me. I'm a just God. I will make things right. For I've overcome the world, meaning that every problem that we're dealing with, we can trust him in those resources for that. So let me pray for us. And uh, Father, thank you, Lord, for this morning. Lord, I just pray for each of us, Lord, this morning that, Father, we'd have a new awakening in how we approach your word, Jesus. God, that we would just trust you, Lord, to reveal who you are to us. Lord, that we have an expanding heart and mind for your glory, your greatness, Lord. And Father, I know for all of us, I know especially for me, Lord, just like Jonah, I struggle the same way to, to kind of turn over to you, God, my trusting of your justice, your timing, and, and your judgment. And uh, Lord, I, I just... I pray that we would do that, Lord. We would see you've overcome the world. We can trust in you. We can take heart in you during this time, Lord. Father, we thank you. We love you, God. Holy Spirit, we ask that you're pouring out, Lord, of all those listening to this, Lord. May your word go deep into our hearts, God. And Lord, may encourage us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this message. To hear other messages or learn more about Crossroads Church, visit our website at ccaspen.com.